Welcome to uh, the Careers in the Cloud podcast, the podcast where we talk to people just like you who are doing super interesting things uh, in the ecosystem. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming someone who I feel like everyone knows you, dude, but Brad Rice, thank you so much, man, for joining us. Big hey, time. it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. I, I love talking to the community and hopefully we'll we'll drop some information in here that'll you know make people feel a little more confident about the transition. So yeah. Yeah, man, and that, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I'm, I'm not going to be talking too much. Uh, most of that's going to be for you. But what we're going to talk about is how people can break into the Salesforce ecosystem. Uh, worst case scenario, without any tech or Salesforce experience to begin with, we can take someone from the farthest thing from breaking in as an admin or whatever have you. What's the best route in and, and how you help people do that? But to start this out, um, if you could, for like the one, two, maybe three people who don't know who you are. <laughs> Uh, who is Brad and what makes Talent Stacker, the company you founded, so special? Yeah, so uh, if you don't know me, my name is Bradley Rice, and I've been in the Salesforce ecosystem since 2010. So as we're recording this, about 11 years now. And I, I've gone from junior admin uh, to senior solution architect at consulting firms to owning my own uh, independent consulting business and operating that for about five years and now operating Talent Stacker. And so the reason I give that quick background is just to show that I've been through this process. I've probably worked for eight different companies, over 100 different clients. I've been through that piece of having to showcase your value to individuals so that they will trust you mm -hmm. in operating Salesforce for them. And I've also worked with, now it's, it's kind of incredible, but personally worked with over a thousand people helping them land Salesforce jobs. And Talent Stacker as a company has impacted over 20,000 individuals in helping them follow different types of free resources and DIY approaches. But to your point, what, what is Talent Stacker? And what we do is we, we help anyone. Um, so you'll see like our tagline is Salesforce for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we truly believe that. And, and that is our mission is to make sure that anyone who is interested in transitioning from whatever they're doing today, I don't care if you're a truck driver or a school teacher, or you're in high school and you're not sure what the next step is. I don't care where you are today. You can be a Salesforce professional as long as you follow the right approach and you're actually interested in this as a career. Um, so, so that's what we do. We take you from wherever you are today to landing a Salesforce job. Our, our members um, typically takes about four months for them to go from wherever they are to their first job. And the starting entry level salaries are over $70,000. So I think it's exciting, um, but yeah. But like the, so you, you kind of break it in there where it's like, this is designed for anyone. Like literally anybody yeah. can take it no matter what field you're in. If you're interested in tech, you're interested in Salesforce, this is an entry point. You know, you, you join the program. Um, not only do you get certified, but you get knowledge from people who've been in the game like yourself a long time, who can give you some of those like gauntlet stories as I can call them, right? Yeah. Um, used to sort of break in, but like, why, like, why did you choose to do this? Like if you were a contractor before, probably making sweet money, right? Mm -hmm. You could have so many different options. Like why, why this for you? Yeah, I think that's it. I think you you hit the the nail on the head. And I for, for me, transparency is key. So I feel very comfortable sharing any information. So um, I'll start with this just to show what I gave up to start Talent Stacker. And at the time that I started Talent Stacker, uh, I was working about 15 to 20 hours a week. 
and making about $225,000 a year. So that's what I had on the table that I could have just continued forward with. I could have just said like, hey, this is cool. This is, this is nice. I'm going to continue forward. And I did that for a few years. I mean, that was the norm for about three years. And I ended up talking on a podcast called Choose a Fi, and it was all about finance. It had nothing to do with Salesforce. It was about helping people with their personal finances. And I would have called myself, and still would, a, a lifestyle designer. So I was more interested in identifying my values and then designing a life that allowed me to spend more time doing the things I valued. And that's what I would typically help people with. It was like, hey, let's talk about what your values are and let's design a lifestyle around that. And we kept coming back to, Salesforce is a really incredible career to use as an avenue to design a really nice lifestyle because you get to work fully remote in more than 90% of positions. A lot of times you don't even have to work the typical eight to five. You can work eight to noon and then you can come back and work three to five and again in the evening or whatever you want to do as long as you serve your clients and your employer. Mm. So it created enough flexibility for a space where you could design a life you enjoyed. And then a lot of people love traveling. You can work on the road, you can work in an RV, you can work at a hotel. Um, and on top of that, the income is insane. So you can enjoy traveling. You can enjoy the, the finer things in life because you've got disposable income as long as you know how to manage your income. Sure. We talked about that too before. I'd say it's a vehicle really, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just as long as you build that vehicle correctly, it should take you in the direction that you want to yeah. go, especially, right? Uh, and, yeah, to, to, to finish that off too, it was all of my peers were doing the same thing. I was blown away. I, I could not believe that, you know, I would hear somebody just got hired at the consulting firm and it's like, oh, how much did they pay you? You know, kind of over like a lunch thing, like, hey, I mean, it's, it's between me and you. And they're like 130,000. And I'm like 130,000 for like, that's insane. And I, like, I thought I was the only one. Contracting too, which is like- Yeah, it's like six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. a lot of money at that point, right? right? And you would hear that and you'd go, what? Like, that's unbelievable. And then you start finding out everybody's making that kind of money. Like this isn't, this isn't you that got away. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like everybody's nothing. doing it. And yeah. so then uh, we, we had that Choose If I podcast. A lot of people started going like, what is Salesforce? Like, how are you doing this? What, is this real? And we started a group, Salesforce for Everyone on Facebook. And we all started hanging out and people started landing jobs. It was like, you know, three or four landed jobs and like 20 or 30 landed jobs. And then just everybody was landing jobs. But what I started to notice later as we grew is people who started saying, hey, the market's saturated. And I was like, no, no, it's not. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I got a certification, but I can't get a job. It's like, and then we started seeing this gap where it was like, no, certifications are not jobs. You don't get a job just because you have a certification. I was just going to ask you that, like, especially because you're, you provide like of sorts when you really break it down, it's, it's like a, it's like a training academy, a training program to really get mm -hmm. people where they want to go. But there's so much, like you're not competing with it. You're a compliment to it, but you can look at it that way where there's so much free resources already mm -hmm. for people who want to get into the ecosystem. Like why not like what What would maybe get someone to think hey like there's so much more value in spending this time say with with a guy like brad uh, as opposed to maybe just taking a diy approach yeah. and seeing where that goes yeah so number one i'm a diyer like i am as frugal as they come i grew up great depression grandparents in the south like 
we are so fruit. It's like turn off the lights, close the doors, the AC's on, like no eating until like January. That's right. No eating until January. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so so there was a you know frugality was part of my culture coming mm. up, and so it's it's coming into that. I am I have a lot of respect for the DIY approach, but there comes a point where the DIY approach is inefficient because you're attempting to frontier a process that's already been proven. Um, and, and, and that creates a lot of inefficiencies. So, so what are the risks of ineffic those inefficiencies? Number one, um, that, you know, that there's some knowledge out there that would say, hey, you need five certifications before you can get a Salesforce job. Ch the chance of you getting five certs before you burn out and give up on the dream are really, really high. Um, so by taking typical advice off some random article, you might end up in a place where you have a 90 plus percent chance of burnout because you don't have the right guidance. Um, you might be trying to apply for jobs and instead of having strategy around applying for those jobs, you're just putting out 100, 200, 500 applications and you get burnt out and you go, this is saturated. No one's giving me any attention. No one's interviewing me. Or you might even show up for interviews and you never get an offer because they say, you don't have enough experience. But really, it's not your experience because they invited you to the interview. They knew how much experience you had. You did something wrong in the interview. They didn't like what was brought to the table. So you didn't, you don't have proper guidance on how you interview. So mm. there's so many nuanced little pieces of, getting the job. And if you just have a certification, it's clearly not going to be enough. Um, so you have to have training around all those pieces. And yes, you can do it yourself. People do it themselves every day. We have our our free five-day challenge and people take that and they'll email us, you know, and they'll say, hey, I got a job. I can't believe it. I took your free challenge and, you know, that's what I needed. I put my head down and I got a job a few months later. But there are a lot of people who go, you know what? I want a guided approach. I want mentors. I want guaranteed volunteer experience to like put my skills to the test. I need letters of recommendation. I need referrals from other people. I need interview training, all those things. And the thing I say to people is, here's the deal. Even if you can do this yourself, which you can, by the way, you can do this yourself. You can land a Salesforce job on your own. So knowing that, why would you do this? You would, do, you would use a program like Talent Stacker because the investment is not nearly comparable to the return of landing a job. And so the neat thing is, even if, let's say, you know, different programs vary in cost, but let's say you invest in a $2,000 program to, to help you along. If you're making $72,000, which is the average entry level salary for our members, your first paycheck, your two-week paycheck, is going to more than cover the cost of the entire program. What that means is, we don't even have to be the difference between you getting a job and not getting a job. We have to be able to do it two weeks faster than you can do it on your own. And we are absolutely gonna get you a job months sooner, not weeks, months sooner. Um, so you're gonna be sitting there with two, three months of paychecks mm. where with the DIY approach you're over there grinding and trying to figure it out and don't have the right guidance, you might give up because it seems like it's too much. Um, so to, to me- hard. It's overly like, compelling. It's if, if you're like a developer who's been so technical for so long, or you're an architect from mm -hmm. another another uh, technology and you move over, I mean, that is is super different because you already have such a basis in tech. But right. even 
even if you look at me like a guy who's not technical at all, and I literally use Salesforce every day, by the way, like I'm on it every day, using it every day. And even to do one super badge, I'm like, I tried, it. I was up to like one in the morning and I'm not, I'm not like not tech savvy at all, mm -hmm. but it was new for me and I had to work through it all. I was like, I cannot believe how much work it takes to, to sort some of this stuff out, where to go for help. Like I can easily see, and I'm not just saying this because like we have you on here, hundred mm percent, -hmm. if somebody's never really worked with tech or they're not, tech savvy at all they're just sort of getting into it you're going to need help you're going to need resources and if you can't make that network quick enough yourself a small investment to get you there quickly is going to bring a quicker return so yeah it, it kind of just makes uh it makes a lot of sense right yeah and, and there are so many people who jump in and then they go it's just not for me salesforce just isn't for me and it's because like you said they hopped in on super badge number one and then they were like this is so over my head i am out of my league this isn't for me. And they just, you didn't have to do it alone. You know, even with the DIY approach, you don't have to do it alone. There's a community. Like these forums that could be like, you know, X amount of years old and stuff, but right. getting to your users, right? The people who actually join the program and and, and then they want to learn and they go through with it. What's their main reason that you found that they actually want to mm -hmm. shift careers so drastically? Yeah, it's usually they're unhappy in some area of their lives and they've identified that a career transition could relieve some of that, whatever it is, stress, anxiety, toxic environment. So what, what are the main reasons? A lot of it is, especially pandemic related, it's I've been working for, from home for the last 18 months. I've been doing great work extremely productive. And now my employer is demanding that I come back into the office. And I just want a fully remote position because I know I can work remote. That's a, that's a big one we've seen over the last year is I'm not going back to the office. Um, another one is my pay has plateaued. Like, yeah, I got a few raises early on, but now I'm on this three to 5% a year hamster wheel. And sometimes I'll get a bonus, sometimes I won't, but none of it matters anyway, because we're talking about $5,000 pay raises. And then they look at Salesforce and the income trajectory. And it's like entry level job, 60 to 80,000, one year of experience, 90,000 plus, two years of experience, 100,000 plus, and around five years experience capping it, you know, maybe 130, 150,000. So you start looking at that and you go, I think there's a lot more income potential. I mean, most people are working for money. Some of it's passion, but it's money. And they look at the income potential and they go, I just need something with a higher ceiling on it. Like I'm capped out over here. I might make a hundred thousand if I stay in it for, you know, 30 years, but I could go over here and put in three years and make a hundred thousand. So it's that, but a lot of it's toxic work environments. People aren't respected at work. Um, they're not sure where they're going with their careers. They feel just like they're just showing up eight to five and they can't see themselves doing it for another 10 years. Um, they know that their skills are atrophying, that they're going to be less in demand going forward into a you know, a technical world that we that we live in now. So there's there's so many reasons, but most of it is I'm unhappy with commuting, with not working from home, um, with my pay, with the amount of time I get to spend with my family, and I'm ready to make a change. Yeah, and you can look at it however you want. When you're in a, a line of work where there's not a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. you do I mean you're you're something that is you're you're rare your talents are rare mm -hmm. right that kind of puts a different perception on people who are even interviewing you which makes mm -hmm. you also feel a different way working mm -hmm. in 
job. Maybe people don't always think about it like this, but it's it's really true. When what you do is hard to find, the perception of what you bring to the table is very different. Even though everyone everyone's got a job to play, right, in the world that we live in, but especially when you look at like in a corporate world, this is fortunately or unfortunately when you have a rare skill that you're bringing to the table, mm-hmm. it really can change the way that you you look at where you're going at the end of the day. Now, Again, on the people who are, are are joining, we can't make it look like this is some super easy ride because it is tough. Yeah. yeah. The barriers that they are facing, right? How do you help throughout the program lift those barriers to make it a little more user friendly to to break it? Mm-hmm. To, you know? Yeah, I think what I, I like the word you use there, barriers, because that that's the way I look at it too, and and I, I sort of look at it as you know, you've got these mountains, the series of mountains that you have to climb over. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is come in and just level that as much as possible. Now, it's not going to be flat. At the end of the day, you're not just going to jog across it. But we can turn it into foothills instead of mountains, right? We can we can clear yeah, a path. And, and instead of it being like a forest in front of you, it can be a tree line with a trail through the middle and you kind of know, okay, this is where I have to go. And it might be a little rocky and a little muddy, um, but you know, you're headed in the right direction, even when it gets tough. So that that's sort of what we do. And so what are those mountains? Like what are those barriers that are standing in the way? Number one is the certification. And this is just a formality. Um, you know, does it prove how much you know about Salesforce? Not really. You got a 65 on a multiple choice test. Probably doesn't prove how much you know about the topic. Um, but it is a formality to prove at least you know more than the person who can't pass the multiple choice test. Um, the second thing is once you've got that certification, you need to build your personal brand. There's so much bad advice out there about, hey, I need to improve my cover letter. I need to improve my resume. That stuff is important, but it is just like in the shadow of your online branding using tools like LinkedIn. Like you have to have that living, breathing profile out there that is active and it's commenting and it's sharing and it's posting and it's communicating and building something massive for you. So when you go to bed at night, people are still finding your profile. They're still figuring out who you are. They're still understanding you as a professional. And when you wake up in the morning, you have more traction than you had yesterday when you went to sleep. That's a really cool thing. So there's that piece that's your personal branding. And a lot of people just don't understand tools like LinkedIn. They don't get it. They don't want to be on social media because it takes so much of their time. I get it. Um, it is a it is a crucial, a critical point in, in the process. Um, the other piece is hands-on experience. So you can get out there, you can try to volunteer, you can build personal projects. It's a mountain to climb if you're by yourself. If you're doing it all by yourself, you got to get out there and figure it out. What we've done is we've got all the projects organized. We've got them all sourced for you. We have senior Salesforce, you know, technical resources who lead these projects. Make sure that you're headed in the right direction. You're building your skills and polishing them the way you need to. Um, so we're knocking down that mountain. After that, you still have to show up for interviews. You can you can ace the certification exams. You can have incredible volunteer experience on real projects. You can have incredible personal branding. They're still going to interview you. And if you show up and you don't seem like a person, we sort of call it the flight test. It's like if you sat down on a plane beside someone and nobody could put on their headphones and they had to talk to you for a two hour flight, could they talk to you for two hours? Are you like, 
I got to work with you 40 hours a week. I should at least be able to sit in a 30 minute interview with you and enjoy it. So we, we help you understand how to take an interview from, this is not a question and answer session. This is not you roasting me about my Salesforce skills. This is a conversation between a resource and an employer. We are mutually benefiting one another. Let's have a conversation about why my skills are going to benefit your company and why your company is a good place for me to work. Mm -hmm. And so we take those interviews and we turn them into something, uh, you know, healthier and uh, less intimidating as well. Less intimidating. That's right. It's like, it's just like this basically, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a conversation like this. And then we go into uh, actually landing the job and negotiating and how to talk to a technical interviewer versus an HR interviewer versus a recruiter versus um, the CEO of the company who's really just there for a culture fit. There's a lot that goes into interviewing. And I can tell you, it's not Googling top 20 interview questions. That doesn't make any sense. You're going to sound like a robot if you happen to get the question. And even and chances are, you're not going to get that question anyway. So it's a flawed way of preparing for interviews. And, and then we even help you with job readiness. You got the job. Now you feel like an imposter. So let's help you um, actually show up on day one and not be shaking in your boots and actually get the job done well. Yeah. That's really good. That's a true, I would say, end-to-end -end, uh, approach that you're bringing to the table. Um, if, we, if we back things up though, yeah. and you in the shoes of the people that like you help every day, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of, you know, pretending that you're them for a moment. What, um, you know, what resources do you wish that you had when you started mm -hmm. that you provide to your members now? Mm -hmm. that yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And there's, I think the list is almost endless. I think the first thing would be understanding Salesforce as an ecosystem, not as a job, right? And this is what we do for our members. We do live workshops and events every single week to bring in, you know, uh, people who talk on different topics. And we're not here to talk to you about, here's how to pass this question on the certification exam. Like, we want to tell you about, have you heard of marketing cloud and finance cloud and CPQ? And what's the difference between a business analyst and an admin and a developer it's and an architect? Like, you need to understand what's going on here. We had a member who had used Salesforce at their company as an end user. They mm. thought Salesforce was a tool specifically for companies that build garage doors because the company they worked for <laughs> built garage doors. Must so, have been a really nicely customized solution though. Right, right, right. And so you have this like extremely siloed view if you don't get exposure to the ecosystem and then you start to see, oh my gosh, I do have transferable skills. There's an education <laughs> cloud. I was a teacher. Oh, there's a healthcare cloud. I was in healthcare. There's a finance cloud. I come from a finance background. You start to see I have transferable skills that companies need globally, and I had no idea. And so it's that. On top of that, it's what you're worth. My first Salesforce job, I got paid $30,000. After I had a year of experience, I got a raise to $36,000. And if I had the guidance, there are people who come to me and they're like, I'd be happy with 50K, Brad. And I'm like, congratulations, because you're going to make way more than that. And yeah. You, if you don't know, you don't know because the employer isn't going to tell you. And then you look at salary surveys online and you don't know if it's true. And it's nice to have a community around you of people saying every single day, I landed a job. This is what I made. I got two offers. This is what they were. Right. The salary surveys, there's a, there's an end game behind a lot of them anyway. Right. So. Right. Correct. It's something that's real at least. So it's, 
I think to me, that's probably one of the biggest pieces is community and being surrounded by people who are ready to help you, no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's getting exposure to Salesforce as what it means to the world, not what it means to you as like going into work from eight to five. Um, it's, yeah. it's important to understand both sides of it. You learn the ecosystem, you learn the game, and from there you just, you, you know how to live in it really, right? You know how to navigate right. it. Um, last question, kind of a fun one. What can okay. Okay. Uh, what direction you take this, but <laughs> what's one thing that you wish everyone knew, whether it's Salesforce related or not? Uh, one thing that everybody should know that you think? Yeah, yeah, that that's a that's a great question, and uh, for me, it's going to be the concept in general of financial independence. Like <laughs> Salesforce is part of my life; it's an important part of my life. It plays a role um, as a lifestyle, like me as a person. Um, financial independence is something I wish everybody knew about and they don't. So if I had one recommendation, um, just Google the shockingly simple math to early retirement, that's it. And you're going to find this article that if you sit down, take 10 minutes, just take 10 minutes of quiet time, put on your headphones, get out a sheet of paper, get ready to take notes, read this article. And if you have not heard of financial independence before, you're going to have your mind blown and you're going to go down a deep rabbit hole. So, so make, make sure you're ready, but it will change your life. It'll change the way you look at money. It'll change the way you can design your life to, to actually align with your values. Um, and I think by putting it into practice, you know, month over month and year over year, you end up finding yourself in a, in a much healthier place. So that, that would be my recommendation. It's good advice, man. And for everything that you're putting out there, whether it's on LinkedIn or sessions like this, I I genuinely do believe you're doing some really, really good stuff for the ecosystem. You're bringing in a lot of new good talent or helping people get there. And uh, not only, like I said, bring more people in who can work a lot of the jobs that it's really hard to find people, but you're also helping them change their lives too and become, like you said, whether it's more financially independent, using Salesforce as a vehicle to just get what you want out of life in a comfortable Mm -hmm. way for you but for your family and the people around you i think it's an amazing thing so uh thank you number one for uh for joining today and i I have a feeling but we might be seeing you again in uh in some time on a bit of a different topic we'll see but uh thank you dude honestly it's been really good getting to know you over the past little while and uh it's been great being able to sort of share the, the virtual stage with you here today yeah, and, and absolutely the same to you. I love the content you're putting out. You're obviously making an impact on the community and it's it's huge. So I appreciate you having me on. I would love to come on for another session if you have time for me. But uh, until next time, I, I really appreciate you taking time out for me. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. <laughs>